Good morning, New Heart, Foursquare Church. How are you doing this morning? Here we're going to start the morning with some worship. The first song we're going to do is It Is Amazing Grace. And isn't that great that we get the grace from our, our, our God? Let's start out with, and can you let's sing together. This is Amazing Grace. Come on out. Happy Sunday morning to everybody. Come on, get out of your chair. Let's worship. Breaks the power of sin and darkness. Who love is mighty and is stronger. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Come on now. Who shakes the whole world in holy thunder? Who leaves us breathless in all and one? This is amazing grace. It is unfailing love that you would take my place and you would bear the cross. Isn't that great? You would lay down your life and you done for me. That's what he's done for us. Come on now. Clap with me. Here we go. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes an orphan a son and daughter? The king of glory. The king above all kings. justice and all the brilliance the king of glory the king above all kings Unfailing love. 
what he's done for me. It's what he's done for you too. Hey, the next one we're going to do before we come up and do some announcements is, is a great little tune called One Thing Remains. Higher than the mountains that I face Stronger than the power of grace Constant in the trial and change Isn't that true, church? There's one thing that still remains Just one thing One thing remains Now listen to this part, here it goes Your love never fails, never gives up never runs out on me your love it never fails never gives up never runs out on me your love it never fails it never gives up it never runs out on me your love your love satisfies my soul and I never ever ever will be afraid because of that one thing that remains here it is because your love it never fails it never gives up it never runs out on me your love it never fails it never gives up it never runs out on me your love, it never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love, in death, in life, I'm confident and covered by your, your great love. It never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love, it never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. On and on and on and on it goes. Yes, it overwhelms and satisfies my soul. You never ever have to be afraid of 
listen to that. You never have to be afraid. Because one thing remains. Your love, it never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love, it never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love, it never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out. never fails, never gives up. I hope you were singing that at home. I was singing it here, and it's good to feel the presence of the Lord as we acknowledge Him this Sunday. Welcome to New Heart Foursquare Church, and we're going to talk today about faith in the midst of a storm. Uh, I try to find out what's happening with uh, you all out there, and I think we're all going through storms, either financial storm, a health storm, a relationship storm, but God wants us to have faith in the storm. So we're going to talk about that today. And uh, my son's going to come up and give us some uh, announcements, some encouragements. So here we go. Well, good morning, church. It's so good to see you. Yeah, I think this uh, message from my dad is so timely. Faith in the midst of a storm. Sometimes, you know, in the midst of a storm, I know what I'm learning is that you just have to uh, give it over to God and just uh, be patient and wait, and that's very difficult sometimes. We want to act and do and be in control, but um, yeah, that's just what God's been teaching me lately. Uh, what we want to talk about this morning is I know uh, there have been a lot of discussions about reopening here in Los Angeles County and throughout the country, and there's a lot of talk of churches reopening. There's several churches that are planning to reopen on Pentecost Sunday on May 31st. Uh, we at New Heart Foursquare Church are really, we think it's very important to reopen only when we think it's safe uh, and we can keep you healthy here at the church. Uh, so we're probably not going to be opening up on May 31st. Uh, we're just going to kind of take a wait-and-see approach, see what happens, see, uh, you know, how uh, different authorities respond, see how... Um, you know, the, the numbers are in terms of the spread of the virus. Uh, so just wanted to give you a heads up about that. We are, though, in the process of gathering, you know, materials and supplies and uh, discussing guidelines that we're going to put in place in order to keep everyone safe and healthy when we do reopen. There's an option that we may have services outside uh, on the lawn, on the back lawn of our church uh, as a starter, just uh, to keep everyone safe and healthy because, uh, the spread of the virus is much lower, uh, or it's, it's less likely to spread if we're outside and it's going to be summer, so it's going to be hot. So uh, that's one option for us. Yeah, we're talking about uh, requiring that everybody wear masks when they uh, come to church. And, uh, you know, definitely we're going to have to stay 6 to 10 feet apart. Um, if you, you have to stay 6 to 10 feet apart from anyone in a different household uh, when you come to church. So... Uh, you know, we're, gonna, we're working on the guidelines. Uh, you know, we want everyone to work together. It's really important that we work together as a team uh, to follow all the guidelines and uh, keep everyone safe and healthy. So I just wanted to give you an update on that. 
Uh, you know, this week we've got prayer at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m., uh, and then we have Bible study at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. We're going through Philippians. Uh, Pastor Charlie is going through Philippians. If you could join uh, 10 minutes early at 6.50 p.m., that would really help Pastor Charlie out a lot because oftentimes there's several people who need help getting on. They forget the numbers and the code. So if you could join uh, 10 minutes early, that would be really great and helpful for him. We also have the Choices uh, virtual event coming up on May 28th. Uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, my dad should have sent out an email last week with, with the announcements with the link to register. It's $10. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be doing the raffle. I'm in charge of the raffle virtually online. And uh, yeah, I'm Sarah Hernandez from Unplanned is going to be speaking. It's going to be a really great time and something fun to do uh, with the whole family uh, while we're still quarantined at home. Then also youth camp, summer youth camp coming up July 1st through 4th. I just emailed Brittany Johnstone today to get an update. I haven't heard back from her yet, um, so hopefully we'll have some more information uh, next week for you on summer youth camp. And then also, if you want to uh, pay your tithes or offerings, you can do it online at newheart, N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U.com. You just click Give Online, uh, and you can also mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. Uh, on the website, you can also listen to the audio of my dad's sermon if you click media, or you could just uh, check back on Facebook uh, to catch the, the video as well. All right, thank you. I hope you all have a blessed week. It's so good to see you uh, via this online stream, and uh, may God bless you. Bye. Can do a song here for you that, uh, that sets up the sermon. What a great sermon! Faith. In the eyes of a storm. Wow. I, I, I'm, I can't wait to hear it. So I'm going to do this song for you. It kind of fits it perfectly. My hope is built on nothing less Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame I wholly trust in Jesus' name My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I wholly trust in Jesus' name. In Christ alone is my cornerstone made strong in the Savior's love and through the storm the Lord of all Lord of all when darkness hides his face I 
rest on his unchanging grace every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil made strong the Savior's love and through the storm Lord of all my Lord of all Lord of all Lord of all Christ alone, cornerstone, may the weak make strong in the Savior's love and through the storm, Lord of all, Lord. So I'm coming into him, into his home, live and in color. And he said, well, when we come back, can I bring my lounge chair to be with, uh, with you at church? I said, I don't think so. I think we're getting a little spoiled to have church at home. But when we come together, we will be experiencing the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're talking about faith in the midst of a storm, and we're going to look at it in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. And uh, how many of you have been in a storm? Well, you know, it's a frightful thing when you're in a storm. You're being tossed to and fro. You can't get a grip on things. You wish it just would be over. It's just a, a frightful experience. But Jesus told his disciples a couple of things when he saw them in the storm, and we're going to go over that, and we're going to look at it and see how it can apply to our day. One thing is that God has promised us that he would be faithful to us. Isn't that good news? He is going to be faithful. He's promised to be there in good times and in bad. He said he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Hallelujah! An ever-present. He's right there with us. In fact, he's in us. He will pick us up. He will deliver us. He'll set us free. He'll put our feet on higher ground. He will. He said he will do it. He said, call upon me and I will answer you and I will deliver you in times of trouble. So we have to keep our faith in the midst of a storm. I think we can all agree that faith is at the core of our belief system in uh, the Christian life. We, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. It's a matter of fact that you have to walk with God by faith every day that you're here. The just shall live by faith. That's why Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. See, faith unlocks all the promises that God has for us. We believe him by faith. We believe that as he has promised something to us, it will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. We all have these scriptures about faith. So we cannot overestimate 
the importance of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Most of us have lived long enough to know that sometimes that's all you have is your faith in God. That as things are falling apart, you have to believe that faith will hold you, faith will carry you, faith will bring you out of the situation when it doesn't look like anything good is going to happen. Hallelujah. So we may be facing a financial storm, a health storm, a relationship storm, maybe a job storm. Whatever storm we're facing, God has promised us that he would be there. So I want to read uh, a few verses in Matthew chapter 14 and give you, just give you a backdrop. Jesus had just gone, got done multiplying the loaves and the fishes for 5,000 people, and he was tired. And he told the disciples, you go to the other side of the sea, other side of the lake. I'm going up and pray to my father. And he told all the multitude, you all need to go to, because all they wanted to do was make him king and have him come around and multiply loaves and fishes for them and do whatever so they didn't have to work. But Jesus said, I need to go and pray. So let's look at these verses here in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. In the New King James Version, it says, immediately... Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And he, and he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening, evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. We're going to look at that word contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out with fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. These three phrases we're going to talk about today. Here they are in the middle of a storm. It's dark. They're tired. They've been rowing for a long time, about five or six hours. And Jesus comes and says, Be of good cheer. That seems contrary to what they're facing. doesn't match what they're experiencing. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. That's another thing I wonder about, Jesus, about Peter. Why would he want to come and walk and be with Jesus? Doesn't he realize that the boat is sinking, things are, are troubled, and he wants to try a little exercise here, see if I can walk on water. How many of you ever tried to walk on water? I tried it one time, and it did not work, but Peter did. So he said, Jesus said to him, come on. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Wow. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. How many of you cry out to the Lord? Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, and caught him, and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? I've had the Lord speak that to me one time. O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Why are you doubting? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So let's look at this in depth 
and hopefully we'll get some answers for your situation. Now, it says it was at the fourth watch. That's between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning. The disciples got in the boat at about 10 p.m. So they've been rowing for like five, six hours. And the Bible says in John 6, they'd only gone about three or four miles. They had been rowing all night. And the wind was contrary. What does that mean, contrary? That means the wind was blowing against them and preventing them from, from getting to the place that they want to go to. Have you ever felt that before, where you feel like you're rowing, you're struggling, you're trying to move forward, and the, there's something that's contrary to you, just holding you back, keeping you to get to where you're supposed to be? Oh, the Lord is the only one that can help us. So they're stuck in the middle of the sea. There's nowhere else to go. They have to believe and trust in the Lord. And sometimes we're in situations where there's no place else for us to go. We might be on a job and we're sitting next to someone that you wish you didn't sit next to. You might be in a neighborhood where your neighbor, you wish your neighbor wasn't there. You, you might, now, now we're stuck in the house and we're with our spouse and we're with our kids and we're wondering, Lord, deliver me out of this storm. Well, <laughs> the Lord says you need to, to, to trust in him. So they said they thought it was a ghost. And they were wondering, how could it be that Jesus, who went up to the mountain, now could it possibly be that he would be coming to us, walking on the water? It just baffled their mind. It confused them. How could this possibly be? And so we sometimes think when we're in a storm, where is Jesus? Jesus, where are you? Are you up in heaven? Can you hear us? Where are you, Lord? But the Bible says that's why Jesus said, I will send you another comforter so that he can be with you always. So Jesus can only be in one place at one time, but he saw them. He saw the disciples struggling on the sea, and he sees you struggling where you're at. Sometimes it feels like he's not there. I know sometimes I feel that way. Lord, do you hear me? Lord, can, are you out there? Lord, though you know what I'm going through. So Jesus comes, and he says three things. Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. Now, let's look at these, these uh, phrases here. Be of good cheer. Why would Jesus say, be of good cheer? They're going through a storm in the middle of the sea. They're not getting anywhere. They're tired. They had a long day. And here comes Jesus and says, be of good cheer. This is opposite and contradictory to what they're experiencing. Well, we know in James it says, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. So Jesus is saying also here, rejoice in the Lord always. So what is that word, be of good cheer? How do you define that? If you look it up, it means to take courage, be confident, hold your head up, be optimistic. That might seem cruel and callous when you're going through a storm. But Jesus said, I want you to look on the good side. I want you to be confident and know that I'm going to help you. Even though it doesn't look like anything good is going to happen, you have to be optimistic. Faith can't be there in the midst of fear. If you're fearing and thinking that it's going to go down like it's always gone, if you can't believe that it's going to get any better, it's only going to get worse, when you can't think of anything other than it's going to just be bad, 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 well, you're not going to, get, uh, uh, you're not going to use your faith to believe. I know a lot of times when you think it can't get any worse, God is there. God is there, and he wants us to be optimistic. He wants us to think of good things. He wants us to think of the promises that he has for us. So we have to believe that God is coming through for us. Now, my wife, she has a friend, and uh, 
she's a beautiful lady in the Lord, and she's had some storms. She's had some troubles in her life, and uh, storms that I don't think most of us would really want to go through. Her husband left her. Uh, she had to buy the house that they were living in, and he uh, falsified the value of the house, so she had to pay more to him than what was owed. And then her uh, daughter was sick uh, with a crippling disease, and she was at home. She had trouble breathing that night. All these things were going through, uh, all, these things, all these storms she was going through. But when she would call my wife, she would always be happy, always optimistic. She'd always say, good morning, Sister Marianne. How are you? And I'm going like, does this, how can this be? How can she be so confident and optimistic and holding her head up high because she believed that Jesus was going to work things out for her? He already worked out the situation with the daughter. She's feeling much better. She's able to sleep at night. And so she's believing for a financial breakthrough to take care of the situation that she was left with. So that's what we have to do. Faith reaches for the impossible. That's why Peter was able to walk on the water. He had never done this, this before, but he believed that by believing in Jesus, he could survive this. He could walk on this. He could handle this. He believed that he could live through this. So you have to believe not at what you see. The Bible says what? We walk by faith, not by sight. So you have to at some point believe you will survive. You will make it. You will endure. You will come out. You will prosper, and you will grow. Amen? God does not want you just to be at a dead-end situation. He wants to have you have breakthrough and victory in your life. So we're looking at this storm, and it has three characteristics. Are you ready? In verse 20, it says it was contrary. That means blowing against the direction that they were going in. It was hindering their progress. It was limiting their ability to go forward towards their destination. You ever feel that way? I'm trying to get to this destination, but I feel like something is just holding me back. There's something contrary to what I'm going through. You know, I was talking to Bindi the other day, and she was saying that as she uh, was trying to get some business taken care of, she had to talk to the Department of Motor Vehicles, and she had a call for an appointment, and she needed one that day. She called at 7 in the morning because that's the first time that you could call. And she was put on hold to almost 9 o'clock. And then finally, when she got through, the lady said, I'm sorry, but all of the appointments are taken. Well, you know, your heart drops and you think, oh my gosh, something was contrary. She said, this lady knew her and was opposed to her, didn't like her, made her life tough. But Bindi said, you know what, I'm just going to believe the Lord. So in the same sentence, she said, I can't help you, but I think in this case, I will help you. So she said, when can you come in? She said, I can come in right now. She said, well, come on down. So we can't believe that what's contrary, what's holding us back, what's keeping us from moving forward is going to be there all the time. You have to break through and know that God is with you. So the third, second thing, the wind was, in verse 30, boisterous. That means to have force, to have strength. It means to cause violent reaction. This was not just an ordinary storm. This was beating heavy on the boat. So sometimes you have the waves of adversity beating on you, and you just feel like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, help me. Well, in verse 32, it says this. I like this. It says, the wind ceased. That means it grew weary. It means it got tired. The wind that was stopping them, the wind that was so violent for so long, all of a sudden, 
Just stop and cease. Jesus didn't have to say anything. So what I'm saying is, sometimes what you're facing, if you just hold on, if you just keep going, if you just get up in the morning and trust in the Lord, you'll see things change without you even having to do anything. God, the the thing that was contrary, the thing that was boisterous, will cease in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's get back to the three things that Jesus said in the midst of the storm. He said, "What? be of good cheer. In other words, be confident. Be optimistic. Know that something good is going to happen in your life. Hallelujah. I'm looking at the youth right now, and I know sometimes we just troubled with things that are, we're facing in school and in our, our uh, careers. We're wondering, Lord, where am I going? What am I doing? Just be confident. No, just keep going to school. Keep trusting in the Lord, and you'll see God make a way for you. I, if I could have planned and plotted my life, I could have never gotten to where I am today. But if I just trusted in the Lord, did what I could, while I could, God was able to make a way for me. Praise the Lord. So this gets really exciting now because Jesus, the second thing, first he said, uh, be confident, be of good cheer. Then he says, it is I. And that word, that phrase is the same phrase that God told Moses when he appeared to Moses. And when Moses said, well, who shall I say sent me? He said, tell him I am that I am sent you. And that's the same phrase. I am. I am here. Tell disciples, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'm an ever-present help in times of trouble. So no matter what you're facing, you can believe that God is there to help you. In Romans 8, uh, 35, it says, I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor rulers of darkness shall separate me from the love of God. God loves us so much that he said, I'm here. I'm with you. Call upon me. I am here, and, and I'm an ever-present help in times of trouble. How many of you need to call upon the Lord today? How many of you know that no matter what you're facing, no matter how big the storm is, God is able? We have to believe that the God who... Uh, Uh, who has sent us on this trip, on this boat, is also the God that can help us. Some people uh, can say without a doubt that they've had times when God has come through when they didn't know it was possible. I always thought when I was young in the Lord, every time I came up to an obstacle, I said, oh, Lord, this is the worst obstacle I've ever faced. It doesn't look like I'm going to get through this. It looks like, okay, this is the end of my Christian journey because I trusted in you, and now I'm going to fall flat on my face. But he came through each and every time, and I'm so thankful for that. So we have to remember, he said, be of good cheer. It is I. When he says, I am here, that means the God that can do everything is going to be there for you. Then he says, don't be afraid. What does that mean? It means it might be dark. The wind is blowing contrary. You might be rowing and getting nowhere. You might be trembling in fear. But Peter says, Lord bid me to come. He wasn't fearful of what was happening. He wasn't fearful of the storm. He said, I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to believe and and trust in the Lord. And I'm wondering, what was Peter thinking uh, that he could walk on water? I mean, here they're going through all this troubled times, and Peter just wants to showboat. He just wants to say, hey, you know, Jesus, if this is part of the package, I know we heal the sick, we, we cast out demons, uh, we raise the dead, and if this is part of the package, I want, let me try to walk on water. 
And I don't know what he was thinking. Why would he want to walk towards Jesus on the boat, out of the boat? What are they going to do, dance out there in the middle of the ocean? I mean, they can't walk to the other side. He just wanted to try. But when he started to look at the storm, when he started to look at the waves, he became fearful and doubted. So he really wasn't walking on the water. He was walking on the word that Jesus said, come. So when Jesus gives you a word of encouragement, a word of, of, of empowerment, believe and trust in it that if he has spoken it to you, he shall surely bring it to pass. So I like Peter. He went out and he said, I'm going to walk on this water. I'm going to face my fears. Now, the Bible says he began to walk on the water, and as he saw the waves, he began to sink. I want to ask you, have you ever seen anything that begins to sink? Either it sinks or it doesn't, or it floats. And he, he was walking on the water, and all of a sudden, he's just starting to sink. And have you found that in your life where you're, you're doing something and you're going uh, good, and then all of a sudden you begin to sink? Troubles start coming your way, maybe financial situations, maybe relationship situations, and you begin to think and say, Lord, are you there? But what Peter did is what we all have to do. He reached up and said, Lord, help me. Save me. <laughs> That's a good prayer. Lord, save me. And Jesus, he didn't say, you know what? I, I told you you really shouldn't have tried this. You know, this is for the Son of God to do, not for you to try. No, he reached up and took picked him up and said, why did you doubt? Why didn't you continue to trust in me? And so that's what the Lord, the word of the Lord is for you today. Don't doubt. Don't, don't uh, be afraid. Don't, don't, because you're getting into situations that maybe you hadn't heard of before, the disciples didn't know that they were going to go into the storm. Jesus told them, get in the boat and go to the other side. They didn't know that there was going to be a storm, but Jesus was there to help them. And he, he picked Peter up, and they walked to the boat. So he was walking on water for the second time. And Jesus is going to lift you up. Your head is still above water. You still haven't sunken all the way down. So just lift up your hand and say, Jesus, save me. Praise the Lord. So we have to believe that walking on water is really walking on the Word of God, walking on what He has promised us. No matter what storm, no matter what we're facing, Jesus is there for us. So the three words that Jesus told His disciples is the three words that He's telling us today. Be of good cheer. I am with thee, and be not afraid. Amen? So let me pray with you. Father, I thank You for the time that we're spending together to decipher Your Word, to... Uh, to look at it in depth, to see exactly what you're trying to tell us even now, even though it happened over 2,000 years ago, it's still applicable for today. So, Father, we just thank you that we can believe that, Lord, you are going to save us. You said to be of good cheer when we're facing situations. You said to know that you're with us and that, Lord, that you uh, are going to reward us according to our faith. So, Father, I just thank you for those that are out there that they can trust in you and say, I'm going to be encouraged in the Lord today. I'm going to trust in you, Lord God, despite what I see, despite what the circumstances are, because, Lord, you are good all the time. Amen? And I also want to 
give you an invitation. If you're out there and you say, you know, I've never accepted the Lord. I don't know His goodness. I don't know His promises. I don't know how to live a good Christian life or even a good life. The Bible says that when you accept the Lord, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. So if that's you, I want to just pray with you right now too. And just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to come in and dwell with me, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. And for this, I give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Brother Ron. I don't know about you, but that was an incredible feeding message to me this morning. And um, this, this final song we're going to do today is, is, is a tune that, when I was looking through songs, these songs this week just were divinely given to me, you know, it was, it, and they, they fit just perfectly with what we're trying to give the message on. This is a song called, Whom Shall I Fear? Worship the Lord. You hear me when I call in the morning song. The darkness fills the night. You cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath my feet. You, my sword and shield, through the trunk of seal, who shall I fear? I know who goes before me, I know who stands behind, the God of angels' armies is always by my side, the one who reigns forever. He is a friend of mine, the God of angels' armies, always by my side. He's by our side, isn't he? Strength is in your name. For you alone can say who deliver me through yours. Shall I fear? Who shall I fear? Well, I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angels' armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever.
Day, everybody.